The Power of the Word is brought to you each week by the support of our partners and friends. Last week on Power of the Word. So when Jesus said be whole, he wasn't just talking about his body. He's talking every part of his being. And so thankfulness to God created an atmosphere where he could completely be restored, nothing missing, nothing broken. Now thank God for the nine that got healed from leprosy, but this guy not only got healed from leprosy, he got restored to his former condition and above that. And that's what God said here. Confession is a vital part of our faith. The words we speak carry more weight than most of us could ever imagine. The book of Proverbs tells us that our words can either destroy or bring life. Yet, you have the power to choose the right words to come out of your mouth. In the series, 20 Confessions to Change Your Life, Dr. Ed King shares biblical insight and direction on how to use your words to bring the future you desire. These confessions cover areas of your life, such as your health, purpose, family, finances, and more. Agree with God and speak what you want to see in your life. To order the series, 20 Confessions to Change Your Life as MP3s for a gift of $7 or on CD for a gift of $15, go to poweroftheword.com or call 1-800-956-4433. Change the course of your future through the words you speak today. So thankfulness creates an atmosphere where man and God communicate, interact, relate. That's what an altar is all about. An altar is a place where man and God do business. That's why we worship at the altar. Give thanks at the altar. You know, a number of years ago, it really wasn't anything ever initiated by me. But we had, a, we had this happen over a few service process and, and people just started putting uh, their offerings on the altar, just in the service. I mean, wasn't anybody receiving an offering? They just started doing it. And it's like, wow, this is interesting. Well, you think about all the, you know, first-time visitors and things, and, you, you know, here's a leader, you think, God, man. People really get the wrong impression here. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so I decided I'm fixing this. We're not going to do this. And I come in here in my magnanimous, all-knowing stupidity. And I said, you know, we can't do that. Boy, the Lord, I mean, you talk about convicting me. He said, he said you didn't start it. You can't stop it. So that's why these baskets are up here and why people come. And, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, it's a place where people do business with God. You know, what I found that sometimes when people have a real a question in their mind about something in their spiritual life, in their, in, their, in their walk with God or maybe their family or whatever they're doing personally, somewhere in the, in the sermon they'll hear their answer. You know, and, and so, so we don't put any pressure on anybody to do that. 
It's just a thank offering. That's where you and God do your business. It's you and I'm not doing. I don't receive this as an. I don't do this, but I'm not going to stop this because I didn't start this. So there it is. You know. So it's just what it is, and and you know you we we have discomfort sometimes because God's trying to draw us out a little bit. And we hadn't ever done that before, you know? And so it's like, wow. But if you do it to get money, you, you, you miss the whole point. I mean, you miss the whole point. I mean, we do receive offerings. And we do that intentionally on purpose, and we should. But this is something else. It's a thank offering. That's what that's what we just call it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. If you do want to do it, there it is. So that's up to you. You know. And and I do. I do it every week. But I don't do it as a religious thing. I do it out of my lunch money. Nor gives me an allowance. There's something not right about that. I'm going to tell you right now. But uh, I found since I started participating in the thank offering, it never runs out. No, I'm telling you, I'm, I mean, it's amazing. It is really amazing. But that's another story, another day. But anyway, it is, it is true. But in Psalms 50... Um, you know, you really could read all the way down through uh, this chapter. I, I'm going to focus on verse 14 and 15. Um, but um, can you get Psalms 50 up on the screen? Just do verse, go to all the way to verse 1, if you can, here. Um, it says, The mighty God, even the Lord, has spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun unto the going down thereof. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God hath shined. Our God shall come and shall not keep silence. A fire shall devour before him, and it shall be very tempestuous around about him. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Now that's you. You've made a covenant with God, and the sacrifice that you came with was the one paid on Calvary by Jesus Christ. That's your sacrifice. Amen. Next verse. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is the judge himself, say law. Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel, and I will testify against thee, I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings that have been continually before me. Now, that, that kind of gets you to, to what I want to, the point I want to make. They were bringing things to, the, to God. They were bringing sacrifices, animal sacrifices, according to the law, according to what God said, you know, bring a, a bull, a goat, a, a lamb, you know, they were bringing that to the Lord. And he said... Uh, he, he, he went down here, go, go to verse 13, and we'll read there. He said, I will eat the flesh of bulls or drink the... He said, now, it's a question. 
Now they're bringing those sacrifices to the Lord. And then he said, will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Well, that's a rhetorical question. The obvious answer to that is no. You know, God, God's not eating the bull. See, they're bringing those animal sacrifices to the Lord. But then he went on to verse 14. That's what I want to take you to right here. He said, offer unto God thanksgiving. He said, you bring all this other stuff. He said, but offering I want from you is the one that comes out of your heart. That thanksgiving for my goodness to you. Not forgetting what I've done. The bull, the goat, the heifer, the lamb, all that's got its place. He said, but the offering I want is that offering of thanksgiving. It comes from your heart. So he said here, verse 14 again, he said, offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. Now, the word vow actually um, is the word promise. Sometimes you read it and you, 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 know, you get real religious on it. And it's only, it, the, only, the only consideration really here now, it could, it could represent a number of things. See, God calls in His promises. Now, what do I mean He calls in His promises? You've, ever, you've heard the saying, there are no atheists in foxholes. You, you, you ever heard, as long as there are tests, there will be prayer in schools? Same principle. Okay. Now the reason that they're away just in foxholes is because there's sometimes, oh my God, get me out of this. You know? And if he does, you hear people say these things. I told God if he'd get me out of this, I'd serve him. You just made a promise. Well, I forgot it. He didn't. You may have forgotten it, but he didn't forget it. It's a coming back. Uh huh. Well, it's been 10 years. He still didn't forget it. See, and that's what he's saying. He said, offer unto God thanksgiving and pay or make good on or fulfill your promises. If you promise God something, he didn't forget it. That's what he said. He said, you make good on it. <clears throat> now, see, sometimes you get that word vow and it gets over into, into money. And in vow giving is scriptural. Now, what, what, do you, what do you do? You make a pledge. So you understand what a pledge is. Well, we're going to build a building. And so, you know, within the next uh, 90 days, I'm going to give, you know, $100. Okay, well, that's a pledge. That's a, that's, a, that's a faith offering. That's something that you've committed to. It's a pledge offering. And that's very, very scriptural. Very scriptural. So that would be a vow. And so God's saying, if you made a vow, keep it. Because he remembers. But it doesn't have to be in the area of money. It's any promise you make with God. 
It's any, it's any terms or conditions that you set with God that he's honored. Lord, get me out of this combat situation and I'll serve you. And then people, you know, don't. But he's coming back. You say, well, I thought he'd forget it. No, he didn't forget it. You remember who you're serving here? He doesn't forget. You may want him to forget, but he's coming back. He wants, he wants the payment. Amen. 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 And call upon me in the day of trouble. Now notice what he said here. He said, when we come to him with thanksgiving and we keep our promises to him, and, now notice in, in, in this 15th verse, the word and, it is a connecting word. What that means is the thought is continuous. It wasn't one thought and now it's another. It is a continuation of what you just read. And, if you do this, and. Okay, so he said, and call upon me in the day of trouble. What did he say he do? I will deliver thee. See, when we come with thanksgiving and we create the conditions that bring the deliverance from the trouble. God works in an atmosphere of thankfulness. Thanksgiving will bring him on the scene. It'll bring him right to where, where your challenge is. You begin to thank God for His goodness. You begin to thank God for what He's done for you in Christ Jesus. Begin to thank God for who you are in Christ, on and on and on. He said, when you do that, and you call upon me in time of trouble, I'll deliver you. And I'll deliver you to the point you'll end up having to glorify me and say, God did this for me. There's nobody else could have done it. I mean, nobody, can't nobody do you like Jesus. You know what I'm telling you? you know, I mean, that's a fact. Mm. And there's times in life it's like, man, there's just no way out of this. And then all of a sudden, there's a way out. Every time. He always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Every time, every situation, he's on the scene. Amen. Praise God. Barbara's prayers were answered when her husband, Julius, came to know Jesus as his Lord and Savior while watching the Power of the Word broadcast. Sadly, Julius passed away soon after. But Barbara is at peace knowing that he made Jesus his Lord and Savior and that soon they'll be reunited in heaven. Hi, I'm Carly. I'm the producer here at the Power of the Word. And we often hear of individuals coming to know Jesus as their Lord and strengthening their relationship with him through our broadcast. God is doing incredible things in this ministry, and it is all made possible by our faithful monthly partners. We truly, truly cherish your partnership. I wanna ask you today if you would consider becoming a monthly partner with us. When you partner with a ministry like Power of the Word, the blessing on that ministry comes into your life as well. Becoming a partner is very simple. Just go to powerofthewordcom slash partner, call us at 1-800, 956-4433 or text GIVE to 865-978-6380.
From all of us here at Power of the Word, thank you for your partnership. You go back here to this uh, book of Deuteronomy chapter, chapter 8. There's a whole lot here I could read, but for time's sake I won't and I can't. But God talked about certain conditions. When you've gone, gone into the land, you've eaten, you're full, you know, your blessings are overtaking you, you, you know, all kinds of things that I promised you have happened. He said in verse 10, he said, when thou hast eaten and are full, thou shalt bless the Lord for the good land which he hath given to thee. And so when you've eaten to the full, when you're enjoying the fullness of God, he gives us a warning. Verse 11, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God and not keeping his commandments. And so what he's saying here, remember, we said earlier, they're just calling to remembrance or rehearsing or going back and reciting to yourself what God's done is a part of our thankfulness to the Lord. So he said, when I've, when I've done you good, when I've blessed your life, said the caution for us is just not to forget it. Just don't forget it. Remember where it comes from. Remember God's goodness. Never forget. Amen. He said in verse 14, he said, then our heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord. He said, you know, and he said that in, in, in terms of when your herds and your flocks multiply, your silver and gold is multiplied. Now, I don't think God will bless your money. Well, okay. I don't guess that was in there, but uh, he said he would. He said, just don't forget him. Everybody say, don't forget yeah, and so uh, verse 18, he said, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that gives thee the power to get wealth. Well, that pretty well straightens it up. But it didn't mean wealth. It meant, you know, spiritual stuff. Well, why did he put silver and gold in there? Didn't he, can't, can't he read? God wants to bless you financially if you let him. And quit being too spiritual about this stuff so you just miss the obvious. Well, I believe it means spiritual riches. Well, just read the book. Amen. <laughs> Amen. For is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swear and thou thy fathers to give thee. So you got to remember that God is your provider and you got to give thanks to him. That God is your healer. That God is your Savior, that God is your deliverer. So all these things we have to remind ourselves. Amen. We find in Luke 22, verse 19. You, you with me? Yes. Am I taking too long? That's what I thought, but I am a little biased. <laughs> Luke 22, verse 19, and he took bread and gave thanks. Well, that's Jesus. Now you think about this. This is Jesus, creator God. He took bread and gave thanks. He thanked the Father. Jesus thanked the Father. He took bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in what? Remembrance. So every time that you receive communion, it's an act of thanksgiving. We remember Calvary. We remember the sacrifice. We remember the, the, the events that led to Calvary. 
by his stripes were healed. His sweat became as great drops of blood. Every time we remember that, it gives him glory. And we thank him for his goodness. Can you say a big amen? amen. Ephesians 5.20, it says, Giving thanks always for all things unto God. So we give thanks all the time for everything. <laughs> That's exactly what it says. What do you give thanks for? Everything. When you do it, all the time. All the time, everything. Lord, we're out to eat. We don't pray in a restaurant. Well, that's one of those places. All the time. All the stuff. Of course you need to pray in a restaurant. I wouldn't dare eat it. I got to eat this stuff. You kidding? Why do we pray over it? I got to eat it. You're not kidding me? I don't know what they did in the kitchen. <laughs> Amen. Psalms 26, 7. That I may publish, publish means to give attention, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of his wondrous works. So the Bible says that we're to publish, give attention, speak aloud the voice of thanksgiving. So we give our mouth, say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. See, I mean, it's simple, but Lord, thank you for a good night's rest. Sleep is a gift from God, you know. I mean, it is. Thank you, Lord, for a good night's rest. Thank you for this meal. Well, God will get mad at me if I don't thank him. No, no, no. That's the whole wrong motive. We thank him for his goodness. We don't thank him out of obligation. Now, if it takes obligation to get you there, but we thank him because we love him. We thank him because we're thankful. I think it does something to you. I think it's easy to be thankful to one another when you're thankful to God. I think it just changes your demeanor. You know, you're not as crotchety. You know, crusty, cantankerous. Psalms 13, 6, I will sing unto the Lord, because he has dealt bountifully with me. Mm -mm -mm. Wow. God, your goodness. Oh, I just praise you, Lord, how great you are. The great, great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. Mm -mm -mm. God's goodness. Just to sit in his presence and speak of his goodness. What a joy. Here I am, Father, living in this beautiful home with a bossy wife, but <laughs> here I am, Lord, living in a beautiful home for real. I sit up here in my study that's got books from floor to ceiling, every nice thing you can imagine in it that you gave me out of your good heart. God, it just rings you on the inside. I'm going to go out and get in a new car and drive to church where I can talk about Jesus. Paul said, I thank my God. He counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. I'm not complaining about what I do. I'm rejoicing over what I do. You know, see that thankful attitude. 
I tell you, it'll break that ugly off of you. No joke. Amen. Psalm 92, 1. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. You want to get out of the doldrums? That's the ticket. Lord, your goodness. You are so great and greatly to be praised. You know, the last thing I say when I go to bed at night, I lay down and I put my head on the pillow and I say, I love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul, and with all my strength. And I love my neighbor as I love myself. He said, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So that's my confession when I put my head on the pillow. I love my God. And I love you. Again, we've been talking to you about God working in atmospheres. There are environments where he manifests himself and other places where he simply uh, does not show his presence. We know God's always with us. He never leaves us, he never forsakes us, but he will not manifest in certain atmospheres. And one of those atmospheres that causes him to be among us is an atmosphere of thankfulness. We, each of us, have so much to be thankful for that as the song says, as the story goes, we need to remind ourselves of our blessings. We need to sit down and count those blessings and maintain an atmosphere of thankfulness to the Lord because the Lord is good and He's done great things for all of us. And if we take the opportunity, the time to show our thankfulness to Him, that's one of those conditions that causes Him to begin to manifest Himself to us. It's not a manipulation of His presence. It's a cooperation with His presence. So maintain that thankful attitude. You know, the biggest thing that we can be thankful for is we're forgiven. Jesus is the forgiver. He went to Calvary. He died on Calvary's cross. He was buried and raised from the dead for our sins. And we can be forgiven. And we're more thankful for that than any other thing. If you've never made him the Lord of your life and been forgiven of your sins, do it right now. Say, Jesus, do it. Say, Jesus. I take you right now as my Lord and my Savior. I give my life to you to serve you today and forever. And Satan, I don't serve you. You are not my God. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. We've enjoyed being with you. Look forward to our next time together. Maintain that thankful attitude in Jesus' name. God bless you. See you next time. Every great journey begins with a single step. Do you have everything you need to take that first step or to keep going when the road gets hard? Discover how to have the faith you need for your journey through life with Dr. King's series, Faith for the Journey. You can have a book full of God's words, but the only ones that come to pass for you are the ones that you agree with and come out of your mouth. If you believe in your heart and say with your mouth what he says, then you can have what he says. 
you can receive this insightful 3CD set for a gift of $20 or download the MP3s for $10 and learn where faith begins, the importance of the words you speak, how to energize and increase your faith, how to make faith a lifestyle, the significance of walking in love and forgiveness, and much more. To order this series, go to poweroftheword.com or call us at 1-800-956-4433.